Today's Mesilat Yisharim was dedicated by Shalom Israeli. He is the father of our esteemed Avrech, Moshe. And Be'ezat Hashem, in the zikhut of the learning of the Torah and the tzedakah, Mr. Israeli and his wife should be zocher to have nachat from their children and grandchildren. Amen. Okay, so we're up to this paragraph of Mesila Yishari, and that is ubechalal ha'inyan hazeh, included in this concept of Chesed and Rachamim, is is included in this shelo litzayer shum biriya, afilu balechayim. A person should not cause any pain whatsoever to anyone, including. Animals. And to have mercy on them. And so it says in the Pasuk and Mishlei. He understands the feelings of his animal. And there are those that hold. That Causing tsar to animals or any balchai is the isur de oraita. de rabonon. At least, even those that hold that it's not a de oraita, there's still an isur de rabonon. shaldova, the bottom line. Harachmonus vahatova tsara shetie takua belev hachosed lo'olom. The mercy, the attribute of mercy and goodness and kindliness has to be firmly established in the heart of a chassid always. And he should always have a career of looking to bring koiras ruach to the bris. Okay? So let's just say over a few points, fundamental points actually, brought out here in Rabdon Segel's Pirush on Mesil Sashar. So he says, number one, that a person, we find that sometimes people are careful not to cause pain to other, to others, but the real reason behind it is not because they really actually care about the other person. It's just that they feel uncomfortable when they see someone else in tsar. It causes them uncomfortability. And therefore, they are careful not to be tsar other people for themselves, that they they don't feel uncomfortable themselves. So Abdon Segel says that the Mesil Sishorim, Bidafka wrote... After he said, Shalaylu Tsar Shumbriya, he said, Ularachim Velochos Aleim. That the reason why you should be careful not to cause Tsar to anybody else is because it's not the right thing to do to hurt another person. Not because it's beneficial for you, but it's beneficial for them. That's the first point that he makes, okay? Then he says, very important point. And he says like this. Not only 
do we have to be careful not to hurt the feelings of humans, but even the feelings of animals. Now, this is what he explains. Now, I want, I want to bring out a little abkis here. He, he says, Afilu even animals. Even though they don't have the attribute of das. First I'm reading his words and then we'll talk about it. The Yosef Das, Yosef Machov. He brings a Pasuk in Kalas that the more Das a person has, the more the person has Tsar when someone has Margashim. The more you feel it. According to the level of Das, you have more Hergish. And he says over here in the Hagor number 520, he says, We see by children, Their feelings aren't so firm and so strong. <coughs> How do we know that? You see by the fact that he could flip. His mood could flip from crying to happiness very quickly. Obviously that the simcha wasn't chal so deeply within him. Otherwise it wouldn't be able to change so quickly. That's saying the oimik of the pasuk. The oimik of the pasuk is that you have to internalize and understand and comprehend of what's happening to you in order to feel the tsar on a much deeper level. Right? So the Chiddush over here is even an animal. What was the Chiddush? The Chiddush was that even though an animal has no das, therefore the hergish of tsar is very minute, still the Torah says, either the Arais or the Rabbonon, says that you have to be careful not to cause even the most minute amount of tsar. So it doesn't make a difference if it's an animal, not because he's an animal as opposed to a human per se, but he's saying that the point is because the animal doesn't feel the tsar so much. Still, the kamash malon is that you have to be careful not even to cause the most minute amount of tsar. And then he says, What does that mean that tzaddik understands? We're going to expound on this a little bit. Ki atzadik machmas ma'alosoi va'adinus ahergeishim shaloi. Since a tzadik pays attention to the most refined and the most smallest nuance of tzar, therefore he can be margish and chash afilu nefesh ha'behema. Just like we saw by Moshe Rabbeinu, where he was running after the sheep, because he was margish that the sheep has a little bit of tsar, right? So you see that you have to be a tzaddik to be able to relate to someone else's tsar, even though the other person's tsar is very minute, okay? And that's what he says. And he says we find this, the, where do we learn this from? We learn this from Hashem. And it says in the Mishnah in Sanhedrin, 
When a person is feeling pain, the Shechina says, My head is hurting. My arm is hurting. Meaning, we see that Hashem expresses that He has pain when a human being has pain. Okay? And he says, and he brings another Chazal, that when the Jewish people were going through the, the sea, the Yamsuf, Bikshu Maloche Hashoritz, the angels wanted to say Shira, Lefnei Hashem, Oma HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Maisri Yadai Tevuim Bayam, Va'atem Oimim Shira Lefonai, meaning, there are people that are suffering right now, and if there's people that are suffering right now, we can't sing Shira. Atzadik has to be similar to his creator. So let's try to understand him. There's two very deep points that we need to think about. First of all, there is a statement, but I'm not going to try to explain that statement 100%. I just want to use a point of it, that trauma is subjective. There's a lotion like that in psychology, that trauma is subjective. Meaning that the pain that a human being feels in a traumatic situation is subjective. means it's based on the person who's macabre, that he... It's not like a one-size-fits-all. You have to take it in, and you feel it the way you you perceived it, and the way you your sensitivity felt it. So it's subjective. Now, the point of that statement of trauma is subjective is that even if somebody caused you trauma, it doesn't mean necessarily you have to have pain. That's your business. You decided to take it in a way that gives you pain. But that's not my point here. My point is that we have to realize that there are people that are sensitive and take small things in a very deep way and the point of the tsar goes with the recipient. Not with what you think is considered mitzar now. So I'm in the dormitory and I made a joke. It was only a joke. But the person that you made the joke on could be an extremely sensitive person and it's extremely painful what you did to him. So let's give you a marshal. If let's say you went over to your friend and you gave him a nice little whack on the back. Okay? That's a minhag by people, you know? They're friends, they give him a nice little whack on the back. Okay? So now, all of a sudden, your friend jumped up and and your friend flipped out when you hit him on the back and he starts screaming at you, what are you touching me for? You know? So you're like, calm down, man. Take it easy. All I did was whack you on the back a little bit, you know? So the guy says, what do you mean? I have a sunburn on my back. Yesterday I was by the pool and I was sitting in the sun. I fell asleep and I got a burn. So now that you touch my back, it's painful, Right? So just like people can have a sunburn on their back and they're wearing a shirt and you don't see it, 
Some people have a sunburn on their nefesh. Some people were bullied when they were little bit. Some people are, when they were little. Some people are, are very sensitive. Some people have hard lives. So you have no clue. It's underneath. Can't see it. So what you think is not even a tsar is a massive tsar. And you have to be careful. Because you're going to be punished by the amount of tsar you caused the person, not about what you did. Since what you did was a pshia, so Hashem will hold it against you, even though legabe what you did, you kind of shoygik. You say, I don't know. If I would have known that the person is so sensitive, I would have never did it. You still don't have the time of shoygik. Why? Because since you were pshia, by not being 100% careful that even the most sensitive person may be standing in front of you, you get punished for the whole thing. Beis HaLevi talks about it, it's based on a Gemara Bavakama. The Gemara Bavakama says, let's say you gave somebody somebody something to watch, it was gold, and you told them it was silver. You didn't want to tell them exactly what it was, it was packaged in a package, and you didn't tell them exactly what it was. So it's silver, really it was a diamond or whatever it was, something very expensive. So if the person watched it equal to the level of how you would watch silver, but not to the level how you would watch a diamond, and then it got stolen or got ruined, then you're a shayi. Because you did the shmir according to what you thought. However, if you took the item and you threw it in the sea, or you destroyed it, be a dime, you were, or you were Peshea Gomor, you just left it hanging around, then we could punish you and make you pay for the diamond. Well, you can't say, well, if I would have known it was a diamond, I would have never been negligent in my Shemira. That's not a taina, because once you were Peshea, we can hit you for the whole thing. So says the Beis HaLevi, that it applies in this type of scenario as well. Because by the fact that you're poshaya with your words and you stuck and you throw jokes and you jab, that's a pashia. So you can't come and say, well, I, I didn't know this guy is such a sensitive guy. I didn't know this guy has uh, these type of issues. So Amela, I'm a shayik. No, you're not a shayik. Because once you're a poshaya, then you're considered a poshaya on all the collateral damages that come out. You understand? So let's say... A person in work is treated like garbage by his boss. And because of that, he comes home. And he comes home to his house at the end of the day of work feeling like garbage. And he's in an extremely bad mood. And because of that, he goes and starts snapping at his wife. It's one of the defense mechanisms in psychology. That if somebody knocks you, but you can't open your mouth, you can't retaliate. Right? Your boss comes and he gives it to you over the head. But you can't open your mouth because you're going to get fired. So what you do is you pass it on to the next guy. When you come home, scream at his wife. He lets it out on her. That's a defense mechanism. And then she can't say anything because it's her husband. So she slaps the kid across the face, you know. And then it passes on, right? So now all kinds of people got hurt. All the collateral damage from the first guy triggering the domino effect and hurting all the other people. 
So the Mepharshim say, in that case, you're also chayef for all the collateral damage that you caused. Because at the end of the day, once you're a Peshaya for giving the Tsar, then you are liable and responsible for all the Tsar that comes out and all the levels of Tsar that come out. That's number one. So Tsar is Kefi the Mechabal. The Tsar is according to the Mechabal. So even though Rabdan Segal is saying that in general, the more das you have, the more tsar a person has. And the Torah is makbid that you shouldn't even be matar a kid, you shouldn't be matar an animal, even though they don't have so much das, so the tsar level is less. But this is also in people, there's many, many different levels of tsar. And that many times is dependent on the person, what he feels about himself self-esteem that he has, the trauma that he has, the struggles in life that he has. He may be having a bad day. There's many, many, many calculations that go into the feeling of tzad that a person has. And the Torah wants you to be mocked, but even not to bring the most minute. But even if you think that you're only doing like the smallest thing, and maybe it doesn't even cause tzad, it's just like, you know... You have to realize that once you send those words, words are very powerful things. Words are extremely, extremely powerful. It's the most powerful thing that a person has. Seleth bahashever beruah, it says in the Pasuk. That if you say a word, the wrong word to somebody, marpelashon et haim. You can either heal a person with your words. You say compliments, mechabit someone, you can make a person Machaya a person, you can heal a person, or you can totally and completely kill somebody. Shever Biruach, you can break his spirit. Words are a very powerful tool. It's a very powerful thing. First has to be extremely, extremely careful with how he uses his words. But there's many ways that you can cause people tsar. Sometimes you cause people tsar not with words. But just by not recognizing their existence, you know, ignoring them. There's all types of forms of being Mitzar people. It's a, unfortunately, there are people out there that have, uh, I don't want to call it a personality disorder necessarily, but they have problems. They have very low self-esteem. And they're always paranoid that people, you know, don't love them, don't care about them. So they're always in this problem. And unfortunately, because of their their low self-esteem and all these problems, they try to control people. And they try to get people to be looking up to them and loving them, and they try to force that. And they use all types of forms of tactics, psychological tactics. And some of those psychological tactics, first they show them a tremendous amount of love. And then they just spit them out. And all of a sudden they just ignore them totally. And the child becomes extremely confused by that and hurt by that. There's a tremendous ways a person can be mitzahar other people without... It's, it's, it's a whole sugya. It's a major sugya. And a person who wants to work on himself and he has to work on his midas, he has to realize that the Torah 
is makpid gomor. Even on the most minute tzar that you cause someone else, even the tzar you cause an animal. But the second part of the lamdas is, tzadik nefesh Who truly understands the sensitivity of human beings? Who truly understands the sensitivity of human beings? Not someone who's sensitive. There are people that are very sensitive when it comes to themselves. But when it comes to others, they're not sensitive at all. They're only sensitive to themselves. Who truly understands the sensitivity of people? A tzaddik understands the sensitivity of people. Why is that? What's the reason why a tzaddik understands the sensitivity of people? You would say a tzaddik keeps the Torah. But what does it mean that the tzaddik understands the most edelah sensitivity? He's able to understand the sensitivity of an animal. Now, hear the oimik of this. It's not just the sensitivity of an animal because an animal has small sensitivity. You have to be able to understand the sensitivity of someone that is so different than you that Be'etzim, you can't understand why that's something to be sensitive about. There's things that your wife is sensitive about and you can't understand why you're so sensitive about that. There's things that your children are so sensitive about and you can't understand why they're so sensitive about it. That means you have to be able to be an understanding person that you can understand someone else's sensitivity even though in your world it's not something that would make you sensitive. But only a tzaddik can do that. Why is that? Because the first and foremost thing of a tzaddik is that he works on himself. And when you work on yourself and you work on your own midot, you become more and more aware of how the nefesh works. And the more learned and the more understanding that you become on how the nefesh works, the more you can identify in other people as well. That's a very key point. A person also who's oisik b'tzorche tzibur. Very important. Uh, the altar from Kelm one place says. Now when you work with people, you start to broaden your understanding of how human beings work. And the different things that that, are, that make people sensitive and how people are sensitive and what people are sensitive to. You become a much broader person. A tzaddik who's noisy ba'ol b'chaveray. A tzaddik who looks to help people. A tzaddik who's involved. The ma'uruv daitoim das habriyas comes to a much deeper and greater understanding of the sensitivity of people. And therefore, he knows how to deal with people differently. That's what's being said here. So the, so the Masil Zashom is telling us that a chosid has to be very aware of his surroundings. He has to be aware of his behaviors. He has to be aware of the vibes he gives to people around him that maybe even those vibes cause them tzar. He has to be very careful from those things. And for sure, he can't use the human nature to hurt people, understanding the human nature. And therefore, if I want to take revenge against you, or I want to control you, so I want to use those... I know how to touch your sensitivity. Khalilah Machas, then you have Mazik, Okay? The last point I just want to end with before we start chakras is that it's not the Pshat and the Seals of Sharm that a Chosid 
has to be a big in the in the area of big in the area of having Rahmanis, big in the area of not causing tsar. Actually, you cannot be a chosid at all if your chasidus doesn't manifest itself in the world that you live. That means chasidus has to is part of your personality. So how does your personality come out? Where do we see your chasidus? We can't see your chasidus when you daven shachos and you shuckle like a madman. Doesn't work. We can't see your chasidus when you go to buy lulavim and you sit there for four and a half hours with your microscope to make sure there's not one slit in the zak. That's, you could be not a chasid at all. So how do I know you're a chasid? And how do I know that now when you're shuckling in Shemona Esra, it's real? And how do I know that when you're looking for your lulav in Esra, it's real? Because if you're a chosid in Benadim L'chaveri, that shows true chasidus. If it comes up in your life, in your shalom bias, if it comes up in the chinuch of your children, if it comes up in how you get along with your friends, ah, po, yes, chasid. Now, if you're a chosid over here in ground zero on the bottom, in life, daily living, then we know that all your other stuff can also be chasid. Okay, we'll stop here for today.